0: Welcome back my fun sexual friends as always it's me your girl majesty and oh my god I cannot wait I cannot wait to give you guys this episode because you know what else I'm gonna give you do you know what do you want to know what I'm gonna give you with this episode I am gonna give you an orgasm not just an orgasm I'm gonna give you several types of orgasms because I went down a rabbit hole and I got a lot To say, so if you're ready, if those toes are curling and your breath is speeding up and your heart is palpitating, I think you're ready for this episode. Let's do it. Okay, I have to confess, unfortunately, I am not going to be able to give you orgasms today, guys. I'm so sorry. I wish I could. I swear, I wish I could. But I am gonna teach you some things about some orgasms because I myself actually learned a lot while doing the research for this episode. Um, So quite honestly, in my browsing and in my searching, there's not enough conclusive research and um, documentation on orgasms, especially not the female orgasm. Like we still have so much to learn about our bodies and the way that they work and where orgasms actually come from and where they're actually felt and what is what is happening to the body and the mind and the nerves and all of that stuff when we actually have orgasms, what can produce orgasms, what, de- what determines if people are able to come in the first place. Like there is... There's so much information that we don't have about orgasms, and I I really don't understand why this research has not been done yet. We love orgasms, male, female, um, assigned female at birth, assigned male at birth, all different bodies. It doesn't matter. One thing that we can all pretty much agree on for the most part is that orgasms feel great they feel amazing it is just one of the highlights honestly of being human is being able to experience orgasm in all of the different ways that we can and we just don't know a lot about it i'm hoping that that's something that that changes over time but who who the hell knows i just know that i want to experience every orgasm all of the orgasms every way possible with as many people as possible in as many ways as possible because quite like orgasms are one of my favorite things in life in general they just feel great whether there's someone giving them to me or whether i'm giving them to myself i I really do i do i love a good little nut you feel me (laughs) hate to be so vulgar but you know so um, before we get started, let's talk about what an orgasm actually is. So there are some, some definitions of orgasms online, and every website you go to will have something a little bit different, but the general you know, consensus is that an orgasm is a release of erotic tension. It is referred to as the peak of um, sexual pleasure. So if you think about in your mind about when you have an orgasm, usually there's a buildup of this tension. There's a buildup of this pressure and you're holding and you're holding and you're holding because it's not, it's not high enough that pressure isn't built up high enough to really be able to reach that release. So you just hold it and you hold it and you continue to build and it continues to build and it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows. And and eventually (sighs) there's an eruption and there's that release of, of some type of tension. Okay. And then, so um, orgasms and coming or ejaculation are two very different things. so the orgasm is that release of that tension and coming is the release of of ejaculate or fluid semen um, squirt or female ejaculate or whatever that is that is um, coming, not an orgasm and then all orgasms don't come with ejaculation. sometimes we can come without ejaculation at all and we'll talk about that a little bit more later so um, let's get into the different types of orgasms. Now this list isn't a, um, 100%. These are all of the different types of orgasms. Again, we are learning so many different things about our bodies and there's so many things that we don't know, but this is the compiled list that I was able to find online. Okay. So first we're going to talk up, talk about, uh, clitoral orgasms. Okay. Um, so Two different ways that we 'd like to talk about when we talk about you know the, um, AMAB, um, afab bodies afab is um assigned female at birth, so bodies with vaginas um the two different types of orgasms that we generally talk about for those people are um, stimulative um orgasms and penetrative orgasms, so the vaginal. And I'm using air quotes when I say vaginal, but the vaginal stimulation, the stimulative orgasms um, are the most common orgasms for uh, people with vaginas. Um, They occur when parts of the vulva, not just the vagina or the clit, are stimulated by touching, rubbing, sucking, vibrations, and all that type of stuff. Now, I used air quotes when I said vaginal um, stimulation because first things first. The vagina and the vulva are two different things. I still find myself saying vagina when I really mean vulva just because that is how we were raised. We were raised to say that the whole nether region of the female reproductive whatever, we were told that that is, that is the vagina. No, the vagina is just the hole that, uh, you know, that the penis goes in. The hole of the, of the vulva is the vagina. The vulva is the whole thing. It's the labia majora, the labia minora, the clit, the, the vagina, all of that region. All of that is the vulva itself. So, so y'all hear me? In previous episodes correcting myself and I, I try to make it a conscious thing that i do in my in my normal life and i would love to see more people doing that because they are just two different things we can't call an elbow our knee because it's just it, it isn't so your vagina is not your vulva so just wanted to clarify that real quick anyway so when the stimulation you know when we talk about the vaginal stimulation that's the stimulation you know of the um the clit you know the vagina and other parts of the the vulva So that's a a stimulation um, orgasm. And that's typically, most women um, come that way over a penetration, a vaginal penetration orgasm. So again, that's the less common than the vaginal stimulation orgasm. It occurs when the vaginal canal is penetrated. Um, It can be achieved by stimulation of the air quote, again, G-spot. I'll get into that later. (laughs) And uh, um, the the clit is larger than we think. That it is. I mean, if you know, you know. But like, we we hear clit and we think of you know our little bean, flicking our little bean, rubbing on that little bean. You know, when you give her her head, you better be licking on that little spider, all that stuff. But the clit is not just a little bean. The clit is actually really, really big, and it has legs, and it has bulbs, and it it expands, it grows when we're aroused and all different types of stuff. So even through penetration, even though you are having sex, um, you know, through the the vagina and penetrating the that action the that motion can still stimulate the clit so a penetrative orgasm is still a clitoral orgasm in in a way or it can still be um that type of orgasm okay so it's all it's all connected um, as sex happens, as women get aroused and the bulbs of the of the um, clit grow, and the the piece that we see at the top, the, you know, the little our little bean at the top, as that grows and stuff like that, it it's all in one. It's all a clitoral orgasm. Okay. So now we're gonna shift it up a little bit, and um, we're gonna talk about the penile orgasm, which is which is the probably I'm probably making this up, but in my mind it has to be the most common orgasm that occurs because. Men, there's statistics, and I wanted to pull percentages and numbers, but it's very hard to do that because every site that you go on will have something different. Every research will have different numbers, and it's really hard to just come down on a a solid number. So I I didn't include any percentages in this episode at all. But um, the penile orgasm, in my mind, is definitely the most common orgasm because a lot of the time, I know when I was younger, and, and this is the case for a lot of women that I know, the man would come, the woman didn't. It's just, you know, typically how things shook out, whether that's an ego thing or whatever, or embarrassment. we do, That's a different topic. But, you know, men come, um, I guess, and probably more in the beginning, um, more often than women did. Um, and that's basically um, when, you know, the the penis is stimulated. Whether it is, you know, stimulated by a hand, stimulated by a mouth, a ring, a vagina, a toy, doesn't matter. It's still a penile um, orgasm. Now, the next type of um orgasm for amab bodies which is assigned male at birth bodies, so bodies with dicks are the anal prostate orgasm which is the stimulation of the prostate through the anus that can be with toys that can be with um other penises that could be with fingers it can happen several different ways but it's just Stimulation of the prostate through the anus. Now, when you're stimulating the prostate through the anus, um, you are not actually touching the anus. There is, there is. St- I mean, I'm sorry. You are not actually touching the prostate. There is like a layer of skin between. You know, going. You know, reaching it through the prostate, through reaching the prostates. Excuse me, through the anus. There's still like a layer of skin, so you're not directly touching the prostate, but you can still stimulate it through there. Another prostate um, orgasm is the direct stimulation of the prostate, which can happen through urethral sounding. So, sounding is taking a rod and sticking it through the urethra, so through the uh, dick hole, the pee hole of a penis, and um, through that you can, you can stimulate the prostate as well um, that's something that you want to do very carefully, but that's just another way that you can experience, um, a prostate orgasm. Now, something that I, I haven't done, I've done sounding, but something that I haven't, um, experienced in sounding is called retrograding. And that is when you are stimulating the prostate by sounding through the, the urethra and the they come, but because the rod is in there, the cum doesn't, come out it doesn't you know completely ejaculate out of the penis instead it goes into the bladder it comes out and it goes into the bladder instead and so when they pee they'll see the come when they pee so i've never had that happen i would definitely like to see <laughs> i would definitely like to see that happen but it was just something that i was like yo this sounds really dope super cool definitely want to try it okay so i it up a little bit again another type of orgasm right is an anal orgasm. Now this can be experienced by um, AMAD bodies and AFAB bodies. Um, women don't have a prostate, but are still able to achieve orgasm from anal sex, believe it or not. I'm jealous. Let me just say that, okay? I want to experience an anal orgasm. I have put toys in my butt Um, I've had fingers and tongues in my butt I cannot get a dick in my butt it just my booty be like no it hurts and no matter how much like stretching and all that stuff I do it just it doesn't work for me one day it's gonna happen because one day I'm just gonna be like fuck it let's go but (laughs) until that day it ain't happening anyway anal orgasms um I've heard are like crazy good and because women don't have a prostate and are still ex- able to experience an anal orgasm, men also are able to experience anal orgasms um, from anal sex that does not, not necessarily from just from the prostate or the P-spot. The nickname for the prostate is the P-spot. So, yes, I, I, I've heard that it is magical. People have told me that they have seen stars. People tell me that it feels better than vaginal um, or a clitoral. Uh, orgasms I don't know I feel like you know even sometimes when I'm doing like an enema because I'm gonna do some like anal play or something like that sometimes I'll stick it in there and I'll get like a little bit almost like a little bit like lightheaded a little bit I don't know it's definitely a different sensation from when I'm um, having like vaginal sex but I feel like I could have I feel like my body is probably ripe and ready to have an anal orgasm I just haven't quite tapped into it yet but one day And when that day happens, y'all know I'm going to come on here, right? I'm going to come on here. Oh, yes, I am. Oh, my God. (laughs) But y'all know I'm going to come on here on this podcast, and I'm going to talk to y'all all all about it the day that it happens because it'll be a good day, and I know that it's going to be amazing. (laughs) Okay, so – um orgasms can also happen in some other ways besides just our penises and vaginas and our booties you know okay so orgasms can happen happen due to stimulation of different erogenous zones now everybody isn't capable of experiencing every different type of orgasm but you never know until you just try it Different things out with your body. So, you know, some people, an erogenous zone is the knee, the elbow, the ears. Those places can, you know, can produce an orgasm if you are, you know, aroused and if you are turned on and those places are stimulated. It is definitely possible. Um, Some people, I've seen videos of it, but some people are able to even have nipple orgasms, which I think is so dope. I have a little story to tell. Personally, my nipples are not very sensitive. Um, and I don't know if it's because my titties are big or what. But my nipples just, in general, just aren't very sensitive. I have periods. Like, sometimes, like, when I get my period or something, or sometimes when I'm super aroused, they'll become more sensitive. But in general, my nipples aren't very sensitive. It's more getting them played with and sucked on and stuff like that is more... Because I like the way it looks, and it just it it, it falls in line with part of the things that are happening. So I do enjoy it. But no, it's, I don't really get much sensation out of it. But... There was this one time a couple months ago that I was really, 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 really high. Um, I had some THC honey or something, and I I ate too much of it, obviously. I was super-duper high, and um, I was on a video call with some friends, And realized that, you know, I was kind of, I was getting kind of horny when I was on this video call. So when the call ended, I was like, you know what, I'm going to masturbate because, you know, for whatever reason, I'm just super fucking horny. Right. So I'm on my couch, got my feet up on a coffee table. And before I masturbate, sometimes I like to, you know, I don't like to just grab a toy and just go at it. Like I like to really kind of just like build up and, and play with myself a little bit. So this was one of those times. And I'm just feeling on myself, I'm rubbing on my neck, I'm rubbing on my face, I'm rubbing on my thighs, because for me, um, being high definitely um, intensifies sensation for me in general. Um, I'm definitely going to do an episode about sex and drugs, but I need to go down this sex and drugs rabbit hole a little bit more before I'm ready to like really give y'all that episode. Cause when I give it, I'm coming. Okay. I'm coming hard for that episode. I'm so excited, but I, I just need a little time to work that right out. Okay. But anyway, so I'm rubbing on myself. I'm rubbing on myself. I'm rubbing on my chest. I'm rubbing on my neck. I'm rubbing on my thighs. Ooh, I'm rubbing on my legs and it all just feels so good. I'm so fucking high. Okay. Woo. High. And then all of a sudden, I just get to, like, my breasts. And I'm starting to just rub on my breasts a little bit and rub on it. And I'm just like, wow, my nipples, oh, that feels really good. So, I'm just rubbing, kind of just, like, going in circles. And I got a little gyration going with it because I like to really get into it. When I, when I fuck myself, when I masturbate, I, like, I fuck myself. I make love to myself. Like, I really get in there. So, anyway, I'm gyrating. I'm rubbing on my nipples. And my nipples are just getting hard. And I was like, oh my gosh, like they're getting like really, really hard. Not normal hard, but like really fucking hard. And so I'll just keep rubbing and I'm rubbing in circles. And I got my eyes closed and I'm and I'm gyrating and I'm rotating. And I just keep rubbing and rubbing and rubbing and rubbing and rubbing. And all of a sudden, I feel myself like about to I was about to come. And like I so I just keep rubbing and I keep rubbing and it intensifies and it intensifies and it intensifies. It never got to the point of actually having an orgasm. But I knew that I could from nipple stimulation after that. And I had never experienced that. I had never had my nipples being stimulated feel that fucking good. It was like, it was crazy. I almost came, I didn't come. I have this thing, like, sometimes when I realize that I'm about to come, I get in my head and it just takes it away. Like, I can't I can't be in my head when, when it comes to sex. I can't be in my head at all or I, I kind of just lose it. So... I ended up not coming from that experience, and I haven't had an experience like that since. But I know that, again, that's another orgasm that's sitting there. It's waiting for me. It's waiting for me to have it. And when I do, I will let y'all know because it's freaking lit, okay? Um, There are even orgasms that can happen without any touch at all. Um, there are orgasms that we can give ourselves without touching you know any of our erogenous zones or anything like that, okay so there are energy and tantric um orgasms that can happen um doing doing different tantra work and different energy work it's it's possible and when you think about it it, it makes sense you know it's a release it's it's a release of tension so if you can create a tension and and release that tension it it makes sense to me. I don't know. It it just makes sense. I haven't. I haven't had an um, an energy or tantric orgasm, but I do have a story to tell. But I I I, I know that it can happen. So story back in college, um, I was I had there's this guy that I went to college with who would do energy work. Well, I didn't realize what it was then. Now I know that he was doing energy work with some of my friends, and uh, you know, one of them came to me like, "Oh my gosh, I did this work with." xyz person and you know you you gotta try it i was like okay well what happened they were like i don't really know but like you need to try it i was like okay so another friend came a little later it was like hey yo i did this work with xyz person like you need to do it and i was like i don't even know what y'all talking about but like you know fuck it let me let me give it a try so one day he was available he was also he's also he was also mentoring um another friend of mine um into doing this work uh, i had another friend who was there who had worked with this guy Before she was there and we all decided, hey, let's do some energy work. So I'm with the guy and my friend is with the guy that he is mentoring and he's trying to just kind of teach him how to do this type of work. So we're laying on the mattress. I got my mattress on the floor. She on a mattress on the bed. And I just know I was laying on this mattress and he was kind of like sitting at my head. And he never touched me. He never touched me. We were fully, fully clothed. I want to say the lights were down and not out. Um, You know, definitely super, very consensual. Again, never got touched, right? And he's like, I can feel his hands like moving around like my head and around my face and around different parts of my body, although my eyes were closed. Like I could feel his hands like hovering over different parts of my body. And, you know, again, I'm not – I am no – I don't really understand the work. I was just blessed enough to be able to have this experience um and so I don't know if he's moving energy or if it was an energy transfer, but he kind of put me into a really deep like meditative state. He was telling me things like you know, breathe, you know um clear your mind, mostly telling me to breathe from what I remember again this was this was oh gosh, this was probably six years ago, seven years ago, or maybe even more anyway me tell me, like, breathe. And I just remember that I could feel my body. I could feel my, I felt like I was falling into myself. Like, I just felt like my body was, like, left on the mattress, but something in me was falling into, like, the core of the earth is how I, I can remember feeling, this feeling. And so he would, you know, he was telling me to breathe and relax and breathe and relax. And it was great. And at some point, I felt myself like climaxing. I felt myself not you know reaching that or like reaching orgasm and and I was young, I couldn't even been twenty one yet I was probably like nineteen at the time that this happened and i at nineteen, I hadn't even had an orgasm from having sex with another person, so I was like, you know what the hell is going on like this is a man that I'm not." particularly sexually attracted to you know he's just like a friend of mine it was nothing you know nothing crazy had never been with him before how is this possible my young my young mind is that's where my mind was going instead of you know be in this moment enjoy this moment so I would feel myself you know getting ready to like have an orgasm and I would hear him say like release let go release release and then my mind would go into bitch you are about to nut on yourself stop and then I would kind of stop and like almost shake myself out of it. And then we would start kind of start the process again. And he would just, you know, go and breathe and relax and breathe and relax and breathe and relax. And eventually I would feel that buildup happening again. And I was just, I, I, my 19-year-old self was getting in my head. And I was like, mm, no, you cannot let this man make you. You're about to come on yourself. You are a disgrace, bitch. Why are you coming? Like, this is not okay. And I would get out of it. I would snap out of it. So... I did that and that happened multiple times, and i i never I never allowed myself to have the orgasm um knowing what I know now I would probably I just would have did it, and I would have I would have came over and over again if I could have, and then after we you know kind of talked about it, and I was scared at that point to say that I was I almost had an orgasm, so I was just like, you know, I just felt really relaxed and stuff. I never really told him that like I almost came on myself multiple times um which is which which now in hindsight was probably that was the point me and him talked about it years later and um you know he's someone that I call on every so often and we talked about it and I was like you know when you did that like I was about to come and I was embarrassed whatever he was like what for real you didn't tell me and I was like yeah um that's what was happening but you know I was too young and, and ashamed to tell you that so yes energy work and breath work that stuff is is like that <laughs> you could come without even being touched like the thought of that is crazy and then for a while i lived my life like if a man if a niki can't make me come without touching me then he can't get my pussy at all because that was like yo that was crazy that was you know someone who i'm not sexually attracted to or sexually into or ever had sex with or never thought about in a sexual way before this man almost made me come and most men the men that I had been with up until that point had not, okay, except for why. but the men I had been with up to that point had never made me come. So like, that was crazy. That was a big deal. That was like a, definitely a really, um, that's a, that's a, a, a really important, um, milestone in my, I would say in my like sexual life definitely is a really big milestone in my sexual life. Um, for reasons Um, That I'm not going to go into in this episode, but definitely, definitely important. And then um, breath orgasms, I mentioned it. Breath orgasms are a thing. You can breathe yourself into an orgasm. I've only ever tried it once. Like there's a video that I was watching on YouTube of a lady laying on the floor and kind of trying to guide people into how to have a breath orgasm. And, you know, you're just kind of laying there and you start off slow breathing. And you kind of speed your breathing up because, um, you know, sometimes when you're about to have an orgasm, your breath gets like, you know, short. it kind of short and gets into like a panty kind of thing. And it almost is like a like a chant or like, a, you know, I don't know. But she was doing that. And, um, you know, some people can breathe themselves into orgasms. And I've had a friend who said that when she was on, who was she on? Shroom's. No, I think she was on LSD. She said when she was on LSD, she breathing felt so good. So she just kept breathing and she just found herself breathing deeper and deeper and deeper until she almost had an orgasm. She never had the orgasm, but she almost did. So I thought that that was pretty dope. And um, breath orgasms are definitely something I would like to try again. Um, but you know, breathing in general is really important to your orgasm in the first place, because again, there's this, this, this tension, there's this, you know, you're waiting for a release. Think about when you like hold your breath for a while and you finally, uh, you finally breathe. That to me is kind of what an orgasm feels like. It's like you're holding, you're holding, you're holding, and holding, you're holding and you finally release it. It's like, ah, uh. so breath is really, really important. And I've definitely started, you know, just being more mindful of my breath when I'm having sex, especially when I'm about to orgasm. Because I consciously um, or unconsciously in my mind when I'm having sex a lot of times as I'm about to orgasm, I'll kind of start holding my breath. And instead of doing that, I try to be a little bit more mindful when I'm, when I'm about to orgasm to just kind of like breathe through it. Um, and, you know, maybe slow down my breath or, you know, yeah, slow down my breath a little bit and, and kind of... Um, control it, slow it down, speed it up. And when I'm about to come, then go for the release. But you know, there's something there. There's something that we can all work on. Um, we don't have to just have sex and just have orgasms. We can, you know, try different types of orgasms and try to control our orgasms in different ways. But I know for me, what I learn about my orgasms, when I, the, the time that I learned most about my orgasms, honestly, is through masturbation. Um, I, you know, masturbate fairly regularly, I would say. And by fairly regularly, I probably masturbate at least two to three times a week at this point. My sex drive, you know, it ebbs and flows. And through COVID, it's, you know, at the very beginning of COVID, I was masturbating multiple times a day. Then I'll go, you know, weeks without masturbating or sex. And, you know, so it ebbs and flows. But right now, I think I'm at a a pretty normal medium for myself. And that's, you know, every two to, you know, two to three times a week, you know, something like that. Um, and that's how I learned the most about my, my orgasm. That's, you know, I made myself orgasm before anybody else did. Um, you know, I, I learned that I like to be, st- when I'm, when I'm having sex, like I like penetration and stimulation at the same time. Um, pen- I can't come just from penetration. I've, okay, I've only come just from penetration a, a handful of times with one partner. He, he's the only person. I don't know what he'd be doing. Should be lit. Anyway. But in general, if I'm going to come during sex, I need penetration and stimulation, whether it's a tongue and a finger, whether it's a finger and a toy, whether it's a dick and a mouth, whether it's a dick and a toy. It doesn't matter. I need both of those things to be happening in order for me to come. Um, So, you know, practice on yourself. You know, there's no there's no shame. There's no embarrassment if practicing on yourself and touching yourself and finding out what works for you or looking up orgasms and looking up how to have different types of orgasms. You know, there's info, there's so much information out there, like a ton of information out there, ripe and ready for y'all. Okay. And then I thought it would be fun to, uh, I looked up just some 10 facts about orgasms, just some things that, you know, that I didn't know or maybe want to know more about that I wanted to share with you guys. So here are the 10 facts about orgasms, okay? Number 1. Orgasms can relieve migraines. Like if you've never experienced a migraine, that shit is fucking horrible. I remember having migraines as a as a kid, like really really bad all the time. And it and it kind of makes sense because I think it has something to do with the release of tension. When you have a migraine, it feels like your head, your like your skull is squeezing your brain. Or maybe your brain is is expanding in your skull and there's no space. There's just a bunch of pressure built up in your head. And when you have an orgasm, there is a release of tension. So I can see how the two can like go hand in hand. And I know sometimes when I'm reaching orgasm, it, I kind of, it doesn't, I don't get a migraine necessarily but I do sometimes feel tension in my head and especially it's especially when I'm holding my breath when I'm about to have an orgasm. So, I can see how the two might correlate. I am no doctor, I am no professional. I'm just saying I understand how they might go together, okay? Number 2. Um I was ready to um die on this hill and now I have to I have to stand corrected just because of different experiences, right? Okay. Squirt Or the female ejaculate and urine are not the same, unfortunately. I used to, I would scream and swear up and down that squirt was pee, but they are not. um, But urine can come out, the female ejaculate or squirt and urine can come out at the same time when, you know, when released. Because they are both coming through the urethra. um, They can um, mix and release at the same time. So there can be a mix of both, but they are not the same. And I had to come to that conclusion because I've squirted before and, you know, it's been yellow. I've squirted before and it's had a smell of pee, Um, especially like the next day after it like dried and stuff like that. It smelled like pee. I've had that experience. But I've also had experiences where I've squirted and there, you know, it was no color. There was no smell the day after. Or, you know, even I squirted and I tasted it and it literally didn't taste like anything. It didn't taste like pea. It, it was like water. It was just like it was it was just nothing. And I was just like, so what the hell is going on? That is why I have to now say, I have to retract my idea that squirt and pee are the same. They're two different things, but the two can the two can mix when released. Fine, 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 fine. Okay. Um, fact number three. Orgasms can increase your sense of smell. I don't know why that is. I just saw that one. I thought that was really interesting. Fun fact about orgasm number four. July 31st is National Orgasm Day and August 8th is International Female Orgasm Day. So mark your calendars. I am putting those dates in my phone. I don't know how I'm going to celebrate them, but we're going to celebrate them some way. And I think is March masturbation month. I believe March is masturbation month. Anyway, no, I, got, I, I gotta look it up. Anyway, um, so yes, put those dates on your calendar, okay? Number five, there is no scientific evidence that the G-spot actually exists. We talk about the G-spot, we have toys specifically made to stimulate the G-spot. Which is this, this supposed to be this magic button for women inside of their vaginas that if you can hit that spot, then all of these things are gonna happen. There's nothing that says the G spot exists. They have taken cadavers and, and looked at the bodies. They've looked at dead bodies, dead women's bodies, and cut open and looked inside their vaginas and found no G spot. Okay? Whether it actually exists, You know, I guess maybe it depends person to person or something like that. But what they do say that there is a spot in the vagina, there's a place in the vagina that's no different from the rest of the vagina. But that when you stimulate that area, you can stimulate a special part of the um, clitoris, I believe, or something like that. But the G spot there's there's nothing that says that there's no there's no magic button, y'all. Every every vagina is different. Every vagina needs to be stimulated in different ways. You know, different things make different people come. So stop trying to focus on that G spot. Now, there are, you know, I know for me and I don't know if it's a G spot thing, but when I have sex and I have to pee, like if my bladder is more full, Sex is more enjoyable. I don't know if it's because my bladder swelling pushes things, you know, towards my vaginal canal, you know, and makes – I don't know. But for some reason, for me, when I have to pee, sex feels a lot better. Um, you know, even I don't want to have to be, like, running to the bathroom ready to pee. But, like, you know, a nice full bladder definitely makes sex feel better for me. But that's, just, that's just me. Um, so um, on to number six. Um, for women – Orgasm gets better with age. As we get older, our orgasms become more frequently and more intense, which man, if I'm having the orgasms that I'm having now, I can't even imagine what it's going to be 20 years from now cuz that is like lit. I'm excited. I'm definitely excited for that. Um number 7, less than 20% of women orgasm from penetration. Now, I use this number, I said I wasn't going to put any um, percentages and statistics and stuff like that in there. But um, this number, I, I've seen numbers bouncing around from 10% to 30%. And so I, I decided to settle at a solid 20%. Less than 20% of women orgasm from penetration. Um, we, I think that, personally, I think that that is because um, a lot of women don't explore their bodies and find out the things that they need to make them come. And so it's definitely going to be harder to do when you introduce another person into the mix. So I think if we did some more exploration of our bodies and tried different things, different toys, curve, different way, touch, different things, you know, really got into it, I think that that number could definitely increase. But some, some women literally just don't physically have the capacity to do that. Um, and some people say that that is because of the distance, the distance of your um, clit to your um, vaginal canal, there's something about the distance of, of, of or the size of your vagina that, that people say, you know, if it's, if it's small enough, then you'll be able to orgasm from penetration, but if it's too big, you won't be able to. I don't know how true that is. They don't know how true that is because, again, there's not a lot of research that has been done on the um, female orgasm. Um, like and if you honestly like, if you look at some of the research that was done, especially from back in the day like having an orgasm was seen as like a bad thing for women we were not supposed to be experiencing orgasms was people were told like and but now we know that like the sole purpose of a clit in the in a woman's body the only reason that we have clits are to experience pleasure it's not for reproduction it's for nothing else other than pleasure that is the one part of our body that is d- designated to pleasure i love my clit i love her she she's my favorite she's the best anyway <laughs> um, number eight this is one that I found out recently and uh, I definitely use it uh, frequently now um, but orgasms can shorten your period uh, I think that that might be because of the again I'm not a doctor I'm not a professional I'm just telling y'all what I think um, but I've gotten my I've shortened my periods by day by masturbating and having orgasms um, but I think that that's because of the contracting of you know the muscles and all of the anatomy going on down there I think that because of all of that it just kind of you know helps expel the um, shedding of the uterine lining and all of that stuff so I I definitely will vouch for that not scientifically necessarily but I just know real life real real life shit like i masturbate I violently fuck myself with dildos in the shower when I'm on my period and it has shortened my I can do that and a couple other things, and shorten my period by an entire day. So, you know, and it also alleviates cramps if you have bad cramps. Number nine, nursing mothers can experience um, light orgasms while breastfeeding um, because of the spike in hormones when you're nursing. I thought that that was pretty cool. I've definitely heard of of women having... um, Feelings of like contractions when they're breastfeeding their newborn babies, um, but you can you can experience some some light orgasms. Nothing, to, oh, nothing, you know, all dramatic and shit. But like, just a little light orgasms. And sometimes some of our orgasms we don't um we don't always feel our orgasms. They're not you know these crazy the way they show in porn and movies and shit. They're not always these crazy mind blowing convulsive, fucking um, exorcism. Orgasm. sometimes it's just a little light orgasm and we might not even notice that it happened and fun fact number 10 which i did not know excuse my ignorance but people who have gender reassignment surgeries can still have genital orgasms i did not know that at all I'm really intrigued by this. I definitely want to do some more research on this. I've seen um, like this little infographic type of thing where they showed how the gender reassignment surgeries happen. How, you know, what, what goes where, what gets cut off, what gets pushed inside and all that stuff. Like I've watched those before. But... I, ne- I don't think they ever really talk about the sensation that remains after that. So the fact that people who have gender reassignment surgeries can still have gender orgasm, that excites me. And, and it makes sense, too, because if you've ever seen, like, the pictures of a of a clit, not just the bean, but the whole clitoris that has, like, you know, the piece that we can see, then it has, like, these two little thin legs, and then it has these, like, bulbs and stuff. If you look at that and then look at a penis without all of the extras, you see the balls and the and the the tip and all that stuff. They look very much alike. Like the resemblance of a penis and a clit are like crazy close, really. So, I can see how if you kind of, you know, force things and, you know, put that there and put that there and put that there, you can still create the anatomy and and make it work. So, I thought that that was really really dope. Um But with that, y'all, I am going to conclude this week's episode about orgasms. And you know what? Now that you have listened to this episode, go do yourself and go do me a favor and fucking come. Come. Make yourself come. Have somebody else make you come. Go have an orgasm. I think I'm going to go and treat myself to a nice Shower orgasm right now. Bye.